Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Sometimes the details of Jesus' life don't always line up perfectly across the four Gospels. One author will place a story earlier in Jesus' life than others, or the specifics of one telling of a story don't exactly match the details of another author's telling, etc. It's important for us to note that ancient biographers didn't write the way we expect authors to write now, with modern journalistic standards of precise times, dates, and details. It wasn't uncommon for an ancient biographer to move a story around if it fit their purposes better, as their main task was not razor-sharp precision on the details as much as it was their desire to show you who this person was. It's also worth noting that differences actually enhance the validity of the Jesus story. It's how we know that the Gospels weren't just copied one from another, but were actually four individual accounts. And although some of the details may be a little different, the heart, the words, and the actions of Christ are always the same across all four Gospels, as all authors are sharing the truth about who Jesus is. We find a story in today's verses that shows up in the other Gospels with a slightly different emphasis. Matthew's version of events occur in Matthew chapter 26, verses 6-13, through 13, which says, While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Other than this passage, we don't know anything about who Simon the leper is, but presumably he was a leper, possibly healed by Jesus. There was no other healing available back then, and he would not have been able to have people at his house if he was currently suffering from leprosy. Lepers were outcasts, and they were avoided, and they could carry that stigma for their entire lives. How beautiful that Jesus is actively spending time with Simon, almost as if to say, it's okay everybody, we can eat with him. A woman approaches at dinner and anoints Jesus with expensive perfume. John's Gospel tells us that this was Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, who anoints him. There are different tiny details in each Gospel as they tell the story, with some saying the feet were also anointed, but it is the same basic story with the same heart of Jesus expressed, which is the most important part. The disciples are indignant at the woman's actions. What a waste of money! Luke's Gospel notes that this was a, quote, sinful woman, and so perhaps that motivation is at play as well. How dare this sinful woman approach the Master and touch him in such a way? But what the text is clear on is that they feel this perfume could have been sold to help the poor, and this woman has wasted it by anointing Jesus with it. And while they may have a point in purely the financial sense, nonetheless, Jesus disagrees wholeheartedly with them, and Jesus, of course, is always right. 
She's acting beautifully in this action, he says, which is an act of sacrifice. It's an act of worship. She could have kept the perfume for herself, or she could have sold it and kept the money for herself, or she could have sold it and given the money to the poor, but she has given it sacrificially to the Lord. And Jesus notes, in so doing, has prophetically been pointing to his death. Dead bodies were heavily anointed at the time in order to keep the bodies from odor, and Jesus declares that this anointing action is a prophetic action, declaring Christ's death before it happens. There is more going on here than you realize, Jesus is saying. This story will always be told, he predicts, and sure enough, here we are talking about it 2,000 years later. This woman's beautiful act of worship and sacrifice proclaimed by the gospel writers and enshrined in God's holy word forever. As you go about your own day today, consider what sacrificial worship are you offering? What of your life would Jesus say, that's a beautiful thing being done to me by you? Think about it, pray about it, and then go do that for your God today. Mm -hmm.